Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm every day I'm every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Hustle Points NBA show. I am your favorite philosopher, Rudy St. Clair, and joining me today is the truth himself. Ask the truth. How are you doing today? Uh, Ask I'm the... good. Thanks for having me on. Do you want me to call you by your first name, Ask the, or your last name, Truth? You can call me whatever, man. Truth truth works. All right. All right. I'll just go by truth. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at NBA underscore Rudy, where you can tell me I clearly don't know basketball, and also be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Hustle Points, and to your uh, podcast streaming platform of preference. Uh, you know, there's a million, so you can just search Hustle Points on there and I'll come up. Uh, Truth, where can the people find you? Uh, I do have a Twitter, Ask the Truth. No, no like, spaces or anything like that. Just Ask the Truth. And on Snapchat, yeah, I have a Snapchat, but I don't remember the username at the second, but I do have one. <laughs> All right, so uh, you can find Ask the Truth on Twitter at Ask the Truth and his YouTube channel as well. And, uh, you know, maybe if you're lucky, you'll get a Snapchat one day. Uh, so tell me, ask the truth, uh, how did your NBA fandom begin? Because I can, uh, you know, ultimately pinpoint the origin story of uh, my basketball fandom to a, to a single moment. I've covered it many times on this show. Uh, what is your basketball origin story? Okay, so first of all, you're the only Grizzlies fan I've ever met, and I gotta respect that. Uh, two, <laughs> thank you. It's um, out of convenience, was, if nothing else. <laughs> now it's um 2009, 2009 or 2007, one of those two years. Huge, huge Kevin Garnett fan, and at some time I either saw him like in the Timberwolves or like him in a Celtics jersey. Specifically, if like when it started specifically one of those two times, but I just, just saw them, you know, winning games and I'm like, Hey, in the Celtics are green. I'm going to support the Celtics. It's, it's literally that simple. <laughs> no, I feel literally, that literally just that. I believe that's how uh, my, I chose my NFL team too. It was like, you know, I was from the South. So it was either roll tide or war Eagle. I uh, eventually flopped onto War Eagle, and then come time to choose an NFL team, I just went with the other orange and blue team, chose the Broncos. <laughs> so nothing wrong with uh, going by pure color preference. It's uh, probably more common than you might think. Um, and then, like, after that, I kind of just, like, the other Boston and New England teams are pretty good, too. I guess I'll just support them. So now I'm a Celtics, Patriots, Red Sox fan. <laughs> you, you dirty Boston sports fan. I feel like I'm yeah, kind of more Boston sports fan. So. Y'all, y'all have a really large sports fan base. I didn't know this uh, until just recently, but I had no idea that uh, that whole little strip of urban cities along uh, the New England area is like all grouped into one massive category of a of a place. I didn't really know until. Yeah, until I mean they're kind of small, so I guess like. That whole just area is just New England, so it makes sense. Yeah, there, there was some proper name that I saw in like a Wikipedia article the other day. I don't remember exactly what it was. It was something I, something I kind of crazy sounding. Regardless, this isn't a geography podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> tell me, uh, how did you take that fandom and sort of turn it into something that sparked the idea of creation? Because 
your uh, first YouTube video got a lot of attention from the community because of just its quality. So what inspired you to put in the effort and sort of cr uh, craft something like that and start a YouTube so channel? So first of all, I really appreciate the compliment. Uh, second of all, my starting on YouTube was definitely really deliberate. This isn't my first YouTube channel. If you see my um, Discord username, my profile picture, you can see it's completely different than what you think Ask the Truth is. Uh, I used to have another YouTube channel called The Nerd Era. It was basically, it was based in the anime community. I was doing that for about, about maybe two years. And I'd actually gotten like amassed myself uh, maybe about 5,000 subscribers at the time. I just like looked at that and I was learning, getting learning experiences from that. Like if you look at my early videos from that, even though they're not even up anymore, um, you look at those, you can definitely see that they're really raw and, you know, just not good. Typically how people's first videos are. But over time, I kind of just learned some skills that made me like make videos better. Mm -hmm. To a certain point where I kind of just realized that I don't really like anime at all. And the community that came around with it was had a lot of racism, bigotry, and it's just being. Not to say that everyone in that community, all the friends that I made, that they're like that too. I'm really glad with the experiences that I made there. But it's just the overall like feel of it was kind of just not nice. Uh, I got to know some of like a couple of bigger YouTubers in the anime community too. Mm -hmm. Kind of sad when you kind of learn that you like these people that have a lot of subscribers and people look up to. They have some questionable beliefs and I'd rather want to be around and it came to a certain point where it was just like okay I really don't want to be a part of this anymore S mm -hmm. stop making videos on that channel and I always had a passion about basketball and I would always like every time I would live stream live stream on the nerd era and not many people would be interested or they'd be like I don't care about sports and I'm just like They may really like his bleach, but I mean, if you're not really going to talk about what I want to do, then that's not really going to make me happy. So, so after I quit that, I was pondering the idea of maybe starting an NBA bladed channel because I would watch all these guys. I'm like, hey, like I know for a fact I can make videos like that because I have the precedent of me making videos before. Like I know how I can do this. And it came to me just like prepping for months and months. I had the idea to start like an NBA related channel back like maybe July of 2018. And it took me a while because I actually like had to get like proper, like rather what I had before because my laptop was terrible. And I finally got this new laptop. It's an Acer. It's really great. And it took me all that time to finally get everything that I needed. Uh, I finally started planning out my first video back in like the beginning of May. I took my time with it to make sure that it was good. Yeah. It really just went from there. Yeah, that's a, that's interesting. That's fascinating. I had no idea you had a, another channel beforehand. Although watching that uh that first video of yours, it seemed obvious that you had some level of experience, or it was just you know hella natural talent. But it makes a lot more sense that you had already yeah. put a little bit of reps in. Uh, I come from a, a similar place. I started like a technology theme, like consumer technology uh, user, uh, not fucking user, uh, consumer technology uh, channel on YouTube. Uh, and like 2014 ran with that for a couple seasons and ultimately decided it wasn't for me, but I got the reps in, you know, to see what it was like to figure out how to dictate the pace of a video and how to, you know, what it actually entails when you say that you're going to edit footage and whatnot. 
Right, yeah. right. Just learn a little nitty gritty um, details here and there yeah. to really help you out. I saw your one finals modem video and I'm like, yo, this is actually like, this is actually really good. I didn't like expect you have like any other like previous background to YouTube. Then again, like who really expects that type of thing? I just watched this video. I'm just like, yo, this is actually really good. Thank you. I appreciate that. I was actually a, a little unhappy with it, like the final product, but uh, I just decided that this is going to be one of those times where I just put a hard deadline on myself and it's just going to yeah. publish the best I could under that deadline. So uh, it seems to be getting a pretty positive response. Some people that watch it seem to like it. Uh, I don't. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, typically when you watch your own videos, you're, I guess, your own worst critic. Like the videos I typically make, sometimes I'm just like, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. And then I'll like tweak it a little bit. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put this up. And people seem to like it. Yeah. Like, when you watch your own videos, you're really just your own worst critic. Yeah. And I think it's beyond just like, you know, some basic uh, human level, like that everyone can feel self-consciousness. I think there's something about being a creative type where you have this expectation in your head of what you ultimately want to materialize compared to what you're actually capable of doing. And that gap is just a, a horrible feeling on the surface. But at the same yeah. time, if you become familiar with exactly it. How you want. Yeah. Cause you have this idea in your head of how exactly you want like your product to be. And then when you actually start doing it, you kind of realize, Oh, Hey, the resources to do that specific type of thing, or I'm not entirely sure how to do that. And that kind of upsets you. So I get, definitely get that. Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting to see the contrast between you and another creator I was just talking to earlier today. I believe you know him. His name's Noah. Ar Noah's Arkwood. Yeah. He took a very different approach than what me and you did, where we had a little bit of previous experience getting our feet wet with like editing videos and stuff like that, being on YouTube. Uh, whereas he was like, I want to do this. I love the idea and the opportunity and just started going on iMovie from his phone. And I love and respect that approach so much because it's not something that I could entirely relate to because I don't think I would have the guts or the moxie, whatever phrase you want to use to actually put myself out there to a degree to where it's like, this is just raw me running gun doing what I can, you know? enjoy the rest of the world and people seem to be pretty responsive to his videos as well so i'm fairly impressed by noah uh you know he didn't have to wait on like, a new laptop i did not know you said he makes the videos like movie using high movie on his yeah phone. yeah he does everything That's on actually that makes his videos a lot more impressive now because i certainly wouldn't even like attempt to do that like that's okay okay right so there, there's you know uh a lot of different ways to skin a cat, which is a horrible non-vegan friendly phrase, which I need to learn to replace in my vocabulary. <laughs> uh, so now that you've uh, kind of got the channel started up a little bit, got a little bit of momentum now, I believe you're working on your fifth video right now. Uh, your uh, fourth. Fourth, fourth. Okay. You're working on your fourth video right now. Uh, tell me, how does it feel to actually kind of get the ball moving a little bit now that the process has officially begun? Okay, so this specific video that I'm currently working on, uh, I, it's taken a very, very long time because of the, like the nature of the video that it is. I'm basically trying to create my own, at least, version of a documentary. It's my first one, so it's not going to be like super high quality, like a 30 for 30, but I think it's going to be my best it's definitely going to be the best video thus far. Um, it's taken a very long time, a lot longer than I expected it to. Mm -hmm. Like, um, 
like after I released my second video, I released my second video on the 15th of June, started creating this video that I'm currently working on on the 16th. So now it's been three weeks and I'm very, very close to completion by tomorrow. And I'm definitely really happy with how it turned out. Like you were saying before, or how you have an idea of how to be specifically with certain effects. I took, I definitely took the time to make sure that I could actually add those type of effects in. Mm-hmm. New clip I sent you on Twitter, that little one, that's one of the examples. Like I, I watched that thing at least 15 times because I'm just like, yo, I'm so proud of this. I went and actually did the research on how to make the specific effect and how to make it look like this. And what the perception of the video is hopefully going to be. Hell yeah, man. I'm excited for you and I'm excited for myself to enjoy it. Um, So tell me, when you're doing things like researching how to uh, create an effect that you desire... How does that process feel for you? Because I know for me, it's a a lot of Googling and a lot of getting hung up on the verbiage of it all and trying to figure out exactly what the right phrase I need to search for is, you know? So where it's like, if I was working with, uh, you know, a Canon camera for the first time, as opposed to like my regular Sony, you know, it'd be pretty easy for me to figure out how the, uh, the terminologies between the different camera systems vary just based on my prior knowledge. But with something like video editing, it's rare that you have any prior knowledge. And so you kind of got to get literate with the terminology, just like any sort of specialty. So where do you begin when you're doing the research on how to edit your videos? So firstly, um, I've learned that YouTube is your best friend for anything relating to video editing. YouTube is 100% your best friend. Um, typically, any like effect that I want to do, um, you can really just YouTube it and find exactly how to do it on Premiere Pro. And that's really it. I mean, like starting from scratch, who have never edited a video before. Um, putting myself in that perspective from years ago, or before I even used Premiere Pro, I used, I think, Wondershare Video Editor maybe a few years ago. Like, mm-hmm. it took a lot of steps. I wasn't able to do, like, fancy effects at first. All I could manage to do is bring a track on, and then it, that would be it. Or then I started moving up to bring a track on, bring the audio on, and make sure to match it up. And then later it became bring those two things, and then or and then later it became bring all of that and add little effects to it and a bunch of keyframes. And then I look up, hey, I kind of have an idea to do this. And then I look up what effects that does this or this. And then I YouTube that and I kind of just put that in. You know, it's just like a step-by-step process. Um, let me tell you what. Let's, um, let's have a quick intermission and we can resume this conversation when it stops raining super hard on the car that I'm in right now. You're in your car? Yeah, yeah. This is just like the most private, sound-isolated space I have until it starts raining. <laughs> All right, and we're back from intermission, or as um, what uh, you just called it, the first ever podcast rain delay. Yeah, this is this is the first ever podcast I've ever heard that's had a rain delay. <laughs> so you, my friend, you deserve you deserve some credit. That's that is extraordinary. We are uh, we're breaking barriers here on the Hustle Points podcast. Yeah, this is beyond basketball. So, uh, so what? tell me, <laughs> what is a what's a what's the long term goal with uh with your YouTube channel and your NBA Twitter persona? What's a what's the ultimatum here? 
who who are you the scheming? Ultimatum. Who are you getting one over on? Um, it's just <laughs> who are you scheming? The specific concrete goal to reach this, reach this, reach this. It's more of a just be successful, be as successful as I can be. Can make this passion into potentially a career that'd be amazing. But um, I'm not trying to put all my hopes onto that yet. I still gotta work diligently hone my craft. There's still a long ways for me to go. Uh, from me editing, me honing my craft, to me like gaining a large audience for me to call myself to be able to do that. Just be successful. Don't like up in me being sad that maybe a video doesn't do well or me like going on long long breaks and just you know keep moving so far the concrete goal is to like the first concrete goal is to get one of my videos to a thousand views that's the first goal from that mm-hmm. yeah it's good to have like good measurable goals like that there's a like a like i was talking to you about earlier just noah who, again, I was talking to earlier, uh, said that he told me earlier this summer that he had a goal just to get to 50 subscribers on YouTube. And I was even telling him then, I was like, man, you're already like halfway there. And that's over like multiple months. You should you should at least set the bar at 100. And uh, lo and behold, he crossed 50 like it was nothing. And so looking for uh, like another, like think maybe 47 people to go over to Noah's channel and subscribe. Uh, do you have anything like a like a subscriber goal, or do you think that some subs really even matter that much on YouTube anymore? Um, a subscriber goal, right? These stages, um, it's important to just cherish from who you have. Me having a subscriber goal, it's just as many people who want to watch my video. You know, I've already done this YouTube type of thing before had the experiences of reaching a hundred subscribers, reaching a thousand subscribers, reaching 5,000 subscribers. It's not going to necessarily be, I'm not going to say necessarily super groundbreaking, but I'd be caught up in how I guess excited how I'm going to be because I'm just going to want to be keep moving forward and forward and be able to surpass my expectations. Yeah. So I guess it's just a lot more about the, uh, the process, not so much the uh the actual end result so much i mean that's sort of the the fun of it is that it's a uh, you know this whole youtube thing as far as like the whole nba community for the most part i feel like they still do it just for the love of it and treat it more just like something they do for fun more so than like a lot of other parts of youtube where it's become so much more of a business that you kind of gotta right. read their content right. through the lens of it being professional and like also youtube content and uh, NBA YouTube still has like this little bit of purity to it. So because like yeah. listening to you, what you're saying, you're saying it's like as long as you put in, you know, however much effort that you deem appropriate, uh, as like it's gonna be worth it regardless of the result. Am I am I wrong for saying that? Yeah, I said you said something along the lines of were you corrected saying that? Yeah, I said it's a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So it's a uh, it's good to see that sort of like authentic presentation i guess of content where it's a, a lot more rare before so do you uh plan to put your content making on a schedule or anything like that uh, oh the original goal to upload every single saturday at 4 p.m during standard time and over the course of just 
YouTube in general that schedules tend to fall apart due to unforeseen circumstances. For example, this past video I was working on, I did not expect it to take this long. Last week's upload I missed today, and it's probably going to be up tomorrow. And unfortunately, after tomorrow, I have the next month that require me to divert my entire attention onto that. So unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to upload at all until August but after that hopefully I can be able to manage my time properly to create as many videos as I can to regular basis to have at least more consistency so people can get used to that yeah because I feel like consistency is pretty key in terms of like building any sort of audience you know is kind of giving them something to expect and come back to yeah, yeah, 100% like for for example, I'm, I'm going to use this one guy, Rusty Buckets, right? So I've noticed he's gained a lot of subscribers over the past few months, and i got to give him props for that. And a big reason to that, he, I'm not going to say there isn't an increase in quality, but it's not due to increase in quality. It's due to, due to the consistency he's uploading. Of realizing, okay, I can expect this video on this day. Right. So that basically... YouTube's algorithm loves the quantity of things, especially if it's consistent. So it's getting more recommended and he's getting a lot of subscribers. So it's really the goal here for all of YouTube. Yeah. It's a, it's funny how half the art of being a fucking YouTube creator is just playing to the algorithm. Yeah. hundred percent. Something that we actually don't technically know anything about, but like we just have soft core suggestions from YouTube, and everyone tends to figure out what works over yeah. time because there's so many freaking right. people working on it all at once. You know, the, the grand YouTube a, a creator. Funny story about the algorithm. So, this is truly a testament as to how we have absolutely no idea how the algorithm works, right? Have you ever like been on YouTube and like you're just looking through and you see random suggested videos that have like millions of views and they're just like the most mundane or random things on the planet and like the whole comment section is like why was this even recommended why is this even recommended <laughs> right yeah i've seen okay, that so many times that happened to my cousin mm -hmm. he runs an animation channel his first video a couple years ago right and then he didn't do anything for like a year because that one video took him so long and he's a pre-med student so he has like like has to spend a lot of his time on other things but the course of the year that video had maybe gotten some subscribers i was trying to make sure he at least reached that goal because i kept shouting about chatting about because you know he's my cousin right mm -hmm. and it starts going in youtube's recommended and next thing you know that 1000 view video turns into 6.2 million <laughs> yeah it's really that simple i mean if uh people can be cross uh you know relatable into the right little network of people which recommended you know that is by yeah, the algorithm because yeah. it all works in like this weird web of uh of a grand network of people who share some sort of common interest that's like categorized by however youtube categorizes it. it's all very mysterious in nature but it's crazy really how you can yeah, just like it's, honestly, yeah, it's like it's a fire that says it's art burning you know because eventually yeah. videos do stop getting recommended like there's plenty of videos with millions of views that like only get you know a few hundred a day or so max now 
but we're like at one point like getting hundreds of thousands a week easy right right yeah it's a it's all it's all very interesting stuff uh not really relevant to nba stuff i guess but you know if you're uh on the internet enough you're going to be on youtube enough and i feel like more people are aware of like the algorithmic nature of recommendations and stuff like that now than ever but i still feel like it's a it's a vocal minority, not so much the majority. I think over the past couple of years, especially because I think a lot more people are spending more and more time on YouTube because I guess, I guess that's just a thing. I don't really have an explanation for that. And to hear all these big YouTubers talking about the algorithm, the algorithm, the algorithm. So I think I don't, I wouldn't actually say it's a nice, necessarily a vocal minority. I wouldn't necessarily say that, but more attention as to what, an algorithm is related to YouTube, I guess. Right. Yeah. That's what YouTube's for is education, right? <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Uh, I miss, I miss YouTube in 2005 being a dating website. No, I don't. Oh, the I, dating website. Good Lord. Uh, I, I remember YouTube 2005, 2007 was just Nigahiga. That's all I did. <laughs> yeah. And freaking Shane Dawson still, and, he used to uh, watch that dude. Yeah, man, that was a I wild time. That. that was like like 2007. Shane Dawson was like prime Shane Dawson. Good lord! <laughs> it was a uh, definitely when he was established. You know, yeah, one hundred percent when he was established. <laughs> God. All right. Well, I think uh, this little ending tangent about the the YouTube scene has gone on long enough. Uh, True, thanks for your time, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, appreciate it.